The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi again. It's Tom Stewart with another Q&A episode for you. That stands for question and answer. But I think you knew that. I get lots of emails from listeners of this podcast asking me questions about all sorts of things. About the paranormal, about certain episodes, about paranormal investigation, even sometimes personal questions. And every now and then I like to answer some of those questions on a Q&A episode just like this one. So if you have any questions at all, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. So let's do this. The first email is from Emily in Scottsdale, Arizona. She asks, do you still do paranormal investigation and what's the spookiest place you've ever investigated? Well, I don't do investigations anymore. Uh, Well, very rarely. For like seven or eight years, it felt like I was out every weekend with my friends from Rise Up Paranormal, crawling around attics and basements and graveyards. Uh, But eventually, uh, my job situation changed. I decided to start doing stand-up comedy, so that took up a lot of my weekends, and I just didn't have the time to do it anymore. People don't realize how time-consuming paranormal investigation is. I mean, it's not just the investigation part. That's the fun part. It's the research and the vetting and the setup and the breakdown and the evidence reviewing. And I just didn't have the time anymore. And it, and it wasn't fair to the other team members to just be showing up to do the fun parts. But I'm still friends with everyone from the group and from other groups too. And every now and then, uh, pe- people will share evidence with me or tell me about their cases, and I love that. And they know that if I'm available and they need an extra hand, I'm always more than happy to dust off my K2 meter and join them on an investigation. Now, what's the spookiest place I've ever investigated? Um, I've been to so many cool places, and lots of times they've been spooky. You know, Fort Adams, uh, Belcourt Castle, Sprague Mansion. But I got to say, the spookiest place I can think of was this triple-decker house that we investigated in Providence. It at one time used to be a hostel. And the third floor of this apartment was just freaky. It was one of the few places that I felt very uneasy about being in alone. Uh, I talk about that one actually on episode nine, The Hostel. You can check that out if you haven't heard it. This next email is from Luann, who listens to the podcast with her mom and her brother. Oh, I love that. And they're from Ohio. Her question is, are you afraid of ghosts? Well, no, not really. Um, Honestly, I don't think ghosts or spirits are anything any of us need to fear. It certainly is our natural instinct to want to be afraid because it's something we don't understand. We just don't know what ghosts are. And of course, movies and TV shows, horror movies, I mean, it doesn't help. Now, there have been times when I've been startled by something, but in a general sense... 
I'm not afraid. And if you're going to be a paranormal investigator, you, you really can't be afraid. You know, you have to be curious. You have to want to know more about what's happening. And to do that, you kind of have to run towards the sounds and towards the activity, not away from it. So whenever I hear footsteps or a door opening or whatever, I end up running towards it, not away from it. This next email is from Gary in Springfield, Massachusetts. That's not too far from me. In your episode, The Seance, what does the voice on the tape recorder say at the end? Oh, I've been getting a lot of emails about this. Uh, if you want to check it out, it's episode 41, I believe. And it's about um, a thing I did, a seance I did. I, You know, the episode explains it, but I had a friend whose uh, boyfriend had died and she wanted to make contact with him. And so I brought someone over who did a seance. And uh, at the end of the episode, I play an EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, that I had picked up on my recorder during the seance. And I know it's hard to hear what it says on the podcast audio, but if you listen with headphones and turn it up a bit, uh, maybe you can make it out. To me, it sounds like the EVP is saying, come. Like it sounds like a male voice to me saying the word come. And I took that to mean that he wanted her to come with him. And if you check out the episode, you'll find out that uh, it looks like she did. Uh, this next email is from Shannon in Maryland. Have you ever taken anything home with you from an investigation? Well, I guess that could mean a couple of things. As far as physical things, um, yeah, I have a few souvenirs. Um, no possessed dolls or anything like that. Uh, I know I have a piece of china that I found on the shore of Rose Island. Um, and I have a book from a location uh, that I don't want to name publicly. Shh. But uh, yeah, I do have a, a couple of things that I've taken from investigations. But if you're talking about have I ever brought home any spirits or attachments from an investigation, no. As far as I know, I've never had a spirit follow me home after an investigation. But I can tell you this. Sometimes driving home after investigations, when you're in that car alone, you kind of feel like there's a spirit sitting there in the car right next to you. All right, let's do one more question. This is an email from Lynn in Toronto. Oh, up in Canada. All right, I've been to Toronto. Um, what is your favorite tool for ghost hunting? Well, you know, Lynn, I did write a book about this. <laughs> the 10 Best Tools for Ghost Hunting. It's available on Kindle and paperback at Amazon.com and an audiobook narrated by me, of course, on audible.com. But sleazy plugs aside, I think my favorite tool for ghost hunting would be a digital audio recorder. Very simple, probably a little boring. You know, it's not talking or anything like that, like the TV shows and stuff. But I just find EVPs, electronic voice phenomenon, to be very fascinating. I believe in some rare cases you can actually record the voice of a spirit or a disembodied entity trying to communicate with us. And I love analyzing sound and audio. And I love the idea that during investigations, we're asking questions and someone or something is answering us. We can't hear it until we listen to the recorder later. But to me, that just blows my mind. 
and some of the EVPs I've heard over the years are just unbelievable. I mean, I know I've played some of them on a few episodes on this podcast, and I'm hopefully going to dig up some more when I go through some old case files. Uh, but EVPs to me have definitely proven, at least in my mind, that there's definitely something going on around us. So I would go with that audio recorders. All right. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thanks for all the great questions and comments. Please keep those emails coming. Uh, the address again, my paranormal story podcast at gmail.com, or you can look for me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for my paranormal story podcast. Thanks for listening. More episodes coming soon.